0: Hello team, and welcome to episode 451 of the Simply Fit Podcast. In today's episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Ryan Carter. Ryan is a nutritionist, health optimization coach, and one of the most trustworthy sources of information in the health and fitness industry. There is a good chance that you've come across Ryan or even Ryan's Instagram. And in today's episode, I not only wanted to get a good understanding of many of the things that Ryan talks about, but I also wanted to learn about his personal journey and his thoughts on the current position of the industry. And that's exactly what you can expect in this fascinating lesson. In this episode, you can expect to learn how Ryan went from eating Domino's and having body image issues all the way to where he is today, Ryan's thoughts on technology and how we can intelligently and healthily integrate it into our optimized lives, along with so many tips, tricks, and insights into the health optimization world. So without further ado, Ryan Carter. Hi, Carter, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm very good, thank you. It's good to have you here. I'm excited to speak with you, get into the depth on all things health optimization today. But before we do, for those who have maybe been living under a rock and haven't come across you before, who are you and what is it that you do?
1: I'm a, technically I'm a registered nutritional therapist. I call myself a health optimization coach, mentor. So I work with clients around the world on health issues or achieving a health goal. And basically just uncovering and empowering them about their health and for them to basically be the ceo of themselves the ceo of their body their own doctor basically that's technically what i do and then on social media i share snippets about health information tips hacks if you want to call it that only in myself i'm just practicing what i preach i'm in nicaragua right now I'm not technically skinning the game because there's a bit of a storm outside and it destroyed the recording of this but again doing what I preach, living the life, lifestyle. And i am also just started up a food company in the UK as well called O Foods. So that's myself, that's my intro.
0: Nice. What's O Foods doing at the moment? So again, we're we're about to launch.
1: We are providing organs in a very unique way for families, for people who just don't have the time or for people a bit like, oh, organs, liver, it's yuck. But again, also to understand that it's not just about taking an organ supplement it's about the food culture overall so again we're actually creating a food product which is about getting people around the table getting people cooking again understanding where their food comes from instead of just solely popping like a liver pill as an example so again it's connecting us back to our roots essentially our ancestors and again of of course applying nutrient dense both factors for overall health essentially
0: got you no this is very interesting and then in terms of your journey like where did it all begin because i know it hasn't always been this way for you you know funnily enough i don't think i've actually told you and i didn't tell you all there just now but i used to live not far from you and i used to walk by you and see you on your laptop outside i think it was an electric cafe in london yeah and that's where i first came across to you and then i obviously did a little bit of scrolling back before that that was like your permanent spot you were there with your sandals and your laptop stand. <laughs> okay. let's start and go back from there so again why
1: was i doing that again if you saw me you probably saw that i maybe had like what i was wearing right now it's probably pretty cold again i was outside instead of being indoors like most people because i wanted that light essentially to hit my body and around that time i think maybe i think this is like three years ago i was either just like finished no I, i would just be starting as a nutritional therapist as such finding my feet yeah or again maybe i was just finishing my studies to become a nutritional therapist but again my journey started when Again, like most people in this space, I had my own health issues. I was like, what's happening to me? This, this isn't normal. I don't feel right. Something's missing. And I think, I don't know where it started from. Actually, again, I did. So again, I did have in the health space, becoming a nutritional therapist, it stumbled across me being sort of anorexic or having a disordered eating. I got very, very, very skinny. And I met an Italian slash Argentine American influenced personal trainer, in the gym i was going to and again he took me under his wing essentially and educated me about paleo, bulletproof people like Rog wolf uh mark sisson uh, chris kresser so i started that was stimulating me i came across like the bulletproof i went down that road a little bit and i was like well this is kind of interesting it's helped my health improve quite a lot and then i started seeking some functional medicine practitioners in london Saw a few, my health was improving. I was like, well, this is really cool. This is really cool. This is something that's really insightful, but also helping others. And I want to help other people as well. I fixed myself. Let me help other people's. So I sort of went down that route. Yeah. And then when I started learning all this kind of stuff, it dawned on me that there's still some missing things My health still wasn't that great. And then basically I sort of dived in and done my own self-learning more so than like the typical syllabus on a nutritional therapist and again it was just like questioning it was like unlearning things it was like learning some weird topics about like light topics about life on this planet how we evolved and just weird stuff like that basically and it sort of allowed me to think differently than my peers in a unique way and again it's not like they do bad things or i'm better again i just think differently than most people most practitioners and I like putting the pieces together and I'd be like, okay, cool. Most practitioners out there are specialists. They're in like the gut health person or a hormonal person. And again, I was like, that, that's just like so conventional where you have your endocrinologist, where you have your, I don't know, or your, your, your niche specialist. And I was like, that's not what health is about. And then I sort of like, okay, cool. I'm going to be a personal trainer as well. So I added personal training to my repertoire. I become a breath work coach from the Bottega method, or Oxygen Advantage. I've then done courses on like mold. I've done courses on like genetics. I've done all these sort of add-ons to my learning. Because then again, I can see the big picture and how all these niches actually connect and again, think differently. And then again, have different or understanding mechanism actions. Instead of saying, okay, cool, you have a methylation issue. Let's just add some methyl methylated vitamins onto you. No, it's actually thinking back and understanding, okay, what is the component of methylation? What does it actually do? You need to produce energy. There needs to be ATP there. Okay, what is a methyl group? Oh, it's got some carbons and some hydrogens. Okay, what's unique about those hydrogens? Well, maybe they have to be deteriorate de- de- depleted. They're not just general hydrogens from all carbohydrates, as an example. So again, people automatically think, okay, just adding some B vitamins and it solves methylation issues. Well, again, it's not totally correct. So again, just thinking differently about these things. And again, it's just like every single day I'm like learning something new. I'm reading something, I'm being stimulated by something. I'm always adding on. And again, maybe that's a bit of my downfall where again I'm not like this entrepreneur coach up there who's got courses and setting an app and all these kind of things. Because again, like I'm purely just always learning. And again, like I'd say like 70% of my time is learning and like 30% of the time is actually with clients as such. And again, I think that's the key as a practitioner is not stopping and then like making products. It's again, if you're a practitioner, you've got to have skin in the game. You've got to constantly be upgrading because again, what I'm learning this morning and reading some book about the Botteco method, again, it's so insightful. Again, I've got clients who've struggled with some breast cancer issues. And again, it's just like there's a unique study about Botteco method, which again is so legit and so powerful compared to looking at chemotherapy or radiation therapies just breath work alone and tracking that with carbon dioxide levels and and using that as a in your blood or how how uh, how long you can hold your breath hold um your breath hold time basically so again that that's basically like the the last like five years but before that when my health was going downhill again there's like a whole super thing so it's like i went to zanzibar the serengeti on a tour again 100 i picked up some sort of parasite or something basically in the food there i was on the toilet for like two weeks and my my gut never felt the same i took a course of antibiotics i'd done that sort of functional medicine thing oh i had h pylori it was positive i'd done triple therapy antibiotics for that to get rid of it when i didn't know that much about it i worked in a very mold-ridden building so again i had mycotoxin issues as well i was consuming a huge amount of bluefin tuna So, again, I had some mercury issues there as well. Again, my previous like 25 years of my life, again, no understanding of health, eating like Domino's pizza, you name it, doing everything that I wouldn't recommend anyone else to do. Again, I was doing it. Uh, So, again, that, that was basically like the soup where my health was basically collapsing. And again, I just had
0: to learn and pick up those pieces myself, basically. And you mentioned you met that Argentine, Italian-influenced trainer who took you under your wing. And you mentioned, obviously, he introduced you to the world of kind of just dipping your foot into something you'd never see before from a health perspective. But you did say after that, you still didn't feel fully healthy. What was telling you that you still didn't feel healthy off the back of investing into your health? Because I feel like there's going to be a lot of people in your situation. They get started. They're feeling a little bit better. But how did you then differentiate yourself from where you started? Because usually the contrast would be so strong. You went from really unhealthy to feeling a little bit healthier. And usually that stops people now like, okay, I'm feeling great. How did you still know that you weren't feeling healthy at that stage?
1: Yeah, I think it was, again, the practitioner I was working with at the time, again, it was I think it was basically his communication support, which was just subpar. And again, I was having like these weird, grid responses. And again, it just left me hanging. And again, it's not I'm blaming him. Again, practitioners are very busy. They can't respond to emails, messages all the the time and such. And again, it just left me in a lurch. And again, it it just allowed me to go down rabbit holes. And again, it's not the, the practitioner's fault that they hit a ceiling with their knowledge, in my opinion. Again, they're using organic acid testing. They're looking at genetics. Again, there's some legit things about that. It does help. Again, you take the supplement because that marker shows that you could be deficient in that. Again, you do that. But again, it's not actually the determined factor of how your biology works. Again, there's a big influence on your environment as such. And again, that was really not really taught about five years ago or about circadian biology as such. Maybe there's a few things about like Satchin Panda coming to the surface then. But again, it wasn't really untold. Or again, even things like EMF, Uh, again, how this works in a human body, how does this affect things? How How does this change metabolic pathways? How that even might influence the test results as an example. So, again, it was basically like I had to look even further. And, again, I think it was just like going through as like most people do. Maybe now it's like Reddit. But, again, it was basically at that time it was like just listening to more podcasts for me, listening to uh, reading more forums and posts and comments by people. Yeah, And, again, just I think it was like listening to a really old podcast, I think with Ben Greenfield. And a guy called Dr. Jack Cruz. And it, it was very like enlightening. And I was like, well, this guy's really talking about things that I've never even heard of. And again, he's really like throwing like functional medicine under the bus, but also conventional medicine under the bus as well. But again, and also he's just like a straight up conventional doctor. Uh, and again, he sounded really smart. And again, it just sort of stimulated me. It's like, oh, this guy's really cool. He, he's really going against the grain. And again, I thought like paleo functional medicine was the answer. Beginning he's basically like throwing them under the bus and saying, like, look, no, it's not. They're not actually correct. They're actually doing the same things that conventional medicine's doing to a certain degree. Take these supplements. Do these tests. This is the protocol. And again, it's a very much like conventional medicine in terms of what I said. You go to the gut person. You you go to the hormone person. You go to the skin hair person. Again, it's very generic and it's very dogmatic. And again, I know it very full well. Again, I've been trained in this whole system. You get the supplement people to come in to do your education uh, seminars when you're a nutritional therapist. Then again, they tell you about the test. The test people come in. They tell you, you need to do this. You take those supplements. Again, it's very complimentary. And again, it narrows your thinking as a practitioner. It makes you think you need to do testing to show something so then you can action a supplement. And then when you actually dive upon the research, it's very shaky. It doesn't really have a lick to stand on compared to things like blood, blood work. And again, it's not to say that I don't use organic acid testing. I do, but there's a time and place to use it. Again, I would personally not get someone to do an organic acid testing who's coming to see me straight away because there's so much mess and carnage that would basically ruin that test result. And again, it's a bit like you. You maybe as a personal trainer, you would no way get someone to do like maybe deadlifts or squats if they can't even do a lunge and again have decent again core strength or again breathing dynamics of how they lift again it's just like it's a mockery basically so again it's really like applying first principles making sure your system's ready to do certain things as well because again people want instant success And again, with your health, it doesn't really work like that. So again, in the UK, although we're not both, we're based there, uh, we're not living there. Again, the UK is very unique because again, it has sort of like four or maybe if you want to call it like two seasons, basically like darkness and, and a light season. And again, like that changes your biology. So really what that means is if you're trying to stimulate your body in the winter it's going to be very limiting it's going to be very hard and again it doesn't mean that you can't get success but actually your biology changes on the stimulus of light okay and again practitioners don't know about this so again they'll be doing things in the winter which technically is only going to be working correctly in the summer and again, it's like very, there's like unique dynamics about this. And again, that's going to change on each client. So, again, I've got clients around the world. I'm not going to get my UK clients to be doing what someone in the UAE is doing or someone in Australia is doing. Or again, somewhere I'm like in Central America is doing. is completely different. Their diet, their nutrition is going to be different. The light signals are going to be different. Therefore, their thyroid physiology, their cortisol, melatonin cycles are going to be different as well. And again, that's not even considering their unique history or the case uh, the timeline of events or the issues basically underpinning that so again it's again it's just like a unique way of of seeing things and again there's no course that supplies this this is like just self-taught and again it is really about listening and understanding the client and then delivering it from there basically and, and that's the unique part i can't you can't break this down in a course there's no it's very hard to write a book about this to a certain degree
0: Yeah, it's personalized medicine. And I'm interested, where do you see the solution for the health industry moving forward? You know, if it is very one-dimensional, it's in the sense of seeing your endocrinologist and going to see a personal trainer for your fitness and going to see your dermatologist for your skin, for example. And you mentioned, obviously, the majority of your time, 70% of it is learning and 30% of it is actually with clients it's only going to it's going to make a big impact for the people you work with but obviously you know there's millions if not billions of people in the world that need this help where do you see the health industry moving forward in terms of moving towards something that's a little bit more complete looking at things from a 360 perspective versus just a one-dimensional perspective
1: yeah I mean honestly I don't think that's ever going to happen to be honest with you again the way that different systems around our world work again it's extremely like bottlenecked as what you can do what you can say and again, how that's even shared and expressed on certain platforms nowadays, where again, you can't talk about sunlight on YouTube as one example. But again, it's it's also that, again, doctors are now taken to social media. There's doctors writing books. They've also got conflicts as well. Again, it's a, it's a very hard space to actually find some truth. But again, I do think there is some really good people out there like Rogan Chatterjee. I think he, his, the majority of the stuff that he says Basically what he's doing is he's empowering people and bringing people's awareness about their body, about this could be something. Now, again, I don't agree with like some of the guests that he have on, which again, they, they sell their books and it's a bit of a circus around that. Um, again, I think he's a really good ambassador of health where he's, again, his books would be about stress, about, again, a few concepts of fundamentals to health. Um, again, I think that's the starting point for most people because again, it should always be self- responsibility with your health. You shouldn't need your government to talk to you about your again how to be healthy, yeah, again, you should be self responsible for that and not basically give it away for the government systems, whether it's good or not or bad or whatever. It shouldn't be given away your right to to feel healthy or your right to, to choose what you want to eat, or again, how you want to live your life. if you want to live your life eating. Donuts and drinking coca-cola again you you've got the capacity to do that in nowadays basically but again you have to be aware that again you're going to be there's a biological cost for living your life like that and again i think now nowadays people are very weak and fragile to say like that is a big problem now again that is going to cost you that's going to lead to certain issues and again, the self-responsibility in the NHS has gone where they'd happily like give the medications, the things for that to for you to continue to live your life like that. And again, it is hard because, again, there's like maybe they feel isolated. Maybe they got some trauma. Maybe, again, that's their life, basically. That's their enjoyment out of life. And again, that's just unfortunate the way that we've gone down where, again, we get our, our life boost from eating that kind of pseudo food and, and feeling that way. When, again, we're not really experiencing the full totality of life. And, again, that's the smaller things. That's, like, again, the things like seeing stars at nighttime, where, again, like, people don't actually think that's even, like, worth it. Or, again, maybe they'll never even see the stars at night because, again, they live in a high light blue environment, basically. So, again, I think we just completely lost, touched with everything uh, unique and again we've just again ironically gone more indoors less in nature less connected with ourself less connected with other people and again like now if you share that kind of stuff where again going like stargazing or that you're like you're like you're crazy or again it's woo woo or um Yeah, I'd rather watch and binge on on
0: Vikings or Friends or or something like that. So realistically, what you're saying is you don't feel it's scalable. But let me present a question to you just out of interest on what you would personally do. If I gave you 100 million, let's speak in pounds because we're both British. If I gave you 100 million pounds and you had an opportunity to start solving this challenge, where would you begin? Yeah. So
1: again, I'd be directly in schools, in children. Again, educating them about cooking, where their food comes from. Again, when they see like a steak or like some ground beef, they'll know that comes from a cow. Maybe they go to farms. I'll get them to understand concepts about like light and dark cycles, circadian rhythms. Again, like doctors are amazing. They can save your life. Hospitals are fantastic. But again, you don't really wanna be dependent on them. It's your self-responsibility. Again, understanding physical activity, the importance of it, Um, breathing. communication talking dealing with problems as well again i I would be starting with children because again their their brains are very plastic meaning they can be modeled when we're approaching like our ages i presume you're about the same age as me again we become again talking about like my parents are very set in their ways uh again i don't even talk anything health to my parents because a obviously i'm their son they're not going to listen to this like little uh idiot or something like that they're not going to listen to me but again be they're set in their ways so again i think really that the younger generation in schools primary secondary school is really important i think that's where the message has to be delivered and again maybe it gets fed back to parents or maybe the parents get involved that's where i think it really needs to be started because again nowadays you look around in schools like everyone's like an alien. They're on their phones or, they're, again, they're driven from social, driven by social media or, or films or TV series. And again, they're so, so disconnected. Again, I remember playing on the street on my bike or playing football with, with my neighbors. Again, I, that doesn't really happen nowadays in the UK or in on these type of countries. Now, again, where I am in Nicaragua, it does happen where they're playing on the street. And again, they love it. But again, they also do have Phones. They also do have, they do use technology here. They do have light bulbs at nighttime. But again, for them, that's a true luxury because only like 20 or 10 years ago, it was darkness. Or again, maybe the electricity wasn't fully working or on all the time. So again, for them, it's very unique to have that experience. But again, they're still rooted in that playing aspect. And again, I think that needs to be cultivated. Um, but again, in the UK, because you've been fed this and you've had all this exposure to all these modern technologies and environments, it's very hard to give that or give that, get that back essentially, because that's become the norm, that's become the standard now. But again, it's hard. Again, it, it's so hard to develop, to deliver this message, I believe, because again, you're going to get some pushbacks, and again, sometimes I'm sure when you're a parent giving your kid a phone again it it shops them up it keeps them quiet keeps them engaged you can do something maybe you can work again it's so hard to sort of deliver this but again i I think kids
0: from a young age is the key yeah absolutely and you've done a good job influencing people my age younger older based on the social media following that you've been able to amass as well and obviously you put out a lot of Easy to understand and digestible information. I think that's the key to your success, specifically on social media. So you understand these very complex subjects, but you allow people who maybe don't have the in depth knowledge that you have to start to understand them. So, do you think that's another way in which social media can maybe be used for the good, even though it's like, you know, technology and society and culture has been used for maybe not the best is that a way in which we could break through as well as kids maybe to reach an older generation
1: perhaps but again i think it's it's very a slippery slope basically to be used as a tool in the nature of a phone and wi-fi and the blue light that it uses basically and again you're always going to get manipulation of the people who are on these platforms of what they want to share or who they want to promote to the masses as such again it's also like yeah there's there's a lot of Stuff out there on social media. There's a lot of good content, but again, also there's a lot of diabolical stuff. There's also a lot of things that are conflicted. There's also a lot of things that again have a difference of opinions, whether it's vegan or carnivore, or should cholesterol be something to be worried about, or, or blah blah blah. Again, it's a very polarizing space, basically. And again, that's what drives social media. Basically, they want that essentially. I again, mean, I probably don't think it's the best tool to be using unless you've got a very open, non-dogmatic mind to really see and sift through things, basically. And again, I've got friends in the health space, biohackers, practitioners, and I'm like, well, me personally, I wouldn't say like that. I wouldn't say anything like that. It's too controversial. It's, again, it's just fear. And again, it's not saying I don't share things like, okay, this is a problem to your health, blah, blah, blah. But again, it's just so twisted and not the full picture. Again, scaring people about like broccoli and oats. Again, like really like that's probably like the worst offending things that you need to be worried about with your health, essentially. The prime example is like a personal trainer. And again, with good intentions. And again, there is actually good benefit in, in terms of what they're sharing. But again, it would be like overstretching what they actually truly know. And again, like living your life based on calories, basically. And again, there is a concept where understanding calories and food is very useful. But again, to to say that humans use calories as a form of energy is is very misleading because again, it's not actually accurate. It's not actually how we function. But again, it's used in the majority of people in physiology as this measure. But again, it's actually directly not accurate as such but again, it takes a really educated and open mind to understand that basically uh, and again when you question it you get the whole tribe alongside that to say okay what are you talking about blah 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 and again it's just like well again like humans don't need to count things we don't need to count calories but yeah it can be a helpful tool especially if you're eating packaged food and again especially if there's a lot of inflammation at play especially if your environment's crap especially if you're watching TV at night and again, you're hungry, you're gonna go, no, I've had my allowance for the day, as some people would say. Yeah, again, it does do some good reinforcement habits. But again, it's your self-responsibility about your health has gone because now you're giving it to this calorie and counting app and you're not being aware about your body, basically. That's the downfall of counting calories as such. You don't truly understand how energy works in the human body And also you're giving away your self-responsibility to actually, again, feel hungry or feel satiated or again, to improve your health or your metabolism as such. Again, you're just using calories as a yardstick, which again, is not the best thing to be doing, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and coming back to the social media aspect, it makes sense because we're not just sharing information, we're like fighting for attention. So I think that that's probably the biggest challenge that we face. And as you mentioned, you do, 30% of the time with clients is 70%. But I think when you come into this space and you come into this world and your original mission of helping people get healthy becomes a mission of becoming an entrepreneur and making as much money as possible, right? So then you are looking for ways to monetize your knowledge, but keeping it in kind of the simplest form possible. And then it's a stretch between being a social media influencer, being a business owner, and then obviously being a a health practitioner, right? And I think that that's a big thing, as you mentioned, like it's amazing to hear someone who's spending 70% of the time researching when the majority of what happens is someone goes through a course, they get the knowledge that they need to, and then they maybe spend a maximum of 5% learning and 95% of the time, practicing or selling, right? Yeah, again, like I know I'm I can't help everyone. Again,
1: I put my prices at a level because, again, it, it's basically to deliver an amazing service, basically. And again, like the, the, like I said, I learn 70%, 70% of the time that I could easily like have a lower price and, and sell courses and have things connected to that and everything else. But again, that's not the model or, or how I think this should work. Yeah, everything I agree with what you just said. It's so obvious to me when I see people like Mark Hyman Again, share some really good information. There's some truth in it. But again, at the same time, it's just littered with conflictions and books. And again, if this guy really had it down about what you need to be to be healthy or what you need to eat to be healthy, why is he like pumping out two books a year again for the last 10 years if he had it down? Or again, like why does like your favorite animal based practitioner change or move the goalposts every six months? Or again, goes back on his words about like, okay, it was all about keto carnival and now like the inclusion of fruits or whatever it is at this moment in time. It's really hard for the person to, to navigate this. And again, when they hear like biohackers doing like bloody radiation or needing to go to like a, a retreat for like $10,000 or, or things like that, it's, it's extremely, extremely conflicted. Again, you don't really need that to be healthy at the end of the day. But again, in the UK, it is hard to get healthy. What the government say, it's hard to actually be healthy from basically when they want you to be covered up, when they want you to be away from the sun, when they don't want you to embrace the cold, or again, where your nutritional might just be on off par. When again, when your lights are on, when it's wintertime and it's dark outside at six o'clock. Again, when you're not waking up at four o'clock in the morning in the summer, Again, you are actually causing these effects as well. But again, it's because of society. It's because of the culture has shaped you to be this way, basically. You just need to sort of break that, embrace that, which again, is very hard. And again, relearn principles basically about what to Health is about.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And taking it back to the youth, because they are probably the best place to start, You've just had a baby daughter and I'm curious about how you are going to take her through life, how you plan to bring her up in a world where social media and society and culture are leaning towards a certain way. And then on the other hand, you have optimal health practices that seem to be in the opposite direction. So with someone who you've got, who's who's going to be very moldable. Is going to be very influenceable as well with having you at home. Where are you going to start with that in terms of the upbringing that you're going to give to her? Yeah, I think
1: it starts with a partnership with mum, basically. So again, I wouldn't say like getting mum on board, but making mum aware of what I know and share. So she actually understands things and she can see the difference with like kids using technology and their behavior. Does she want to be spoken like a pile of crap from the kids? who is abusive after you take away their phone or does she want to like have a good relationship and have conversations with them and like have experiences in nature or, or doing something with them? What does she want? I think it's about cultivating that relationship with mum because mum at this stage in like a baby is probably the most influential person for the baby's life up until maybe like four when she'll be understanding things and the dynamics change a little bit more. So again, really helping mum is the most important thing, in my opinion. Dialing in her nutrition, or again, eating as a family is really important. Structure, so circadian rhythm being a very big deal. So again, that'd be like basic light hygiene. Meal timings, even for a baby, would be fairly important. And again, yeah, the circadian clock is not really down as like adults, but again, they do have, this is where you're educating it, basically. So again, knowing that taking her out in the morning, in the light, having some food or being fed in the morning and again the same thing in the evening lights out again food before turning the lights off or going into red mode basically that's very important again plastics polyester artificial fragrances all these sort of low-hanging fruits in my opinion they would be pretty important as well and again that would allow us not to use like medicines not to have antibiotics again obviously if needed and under like a really good recommendation, then sure. Begin not to need these things basically, because again, a, a baby or a young kid is very fragile. Basically the whole body is growing and being molded. The microbiome, when you add that antibiotic on at such a young age, it has a very powerful effect later on in life. Again, you and I take an antibiotic now doesn't really make, make much difference as such. Sure, it can cause a few issues, but again, it's not as potent as a baby. You are really influencing things. But again, mum's circadian biology, really important to be working well. The breast milk has a circadian biology. Again, stress or distress. So again, making mum not angry or underslept, uh, keeping her happy is really important because again, these hormones come out in breast milk as well. So again, working on our relationships very key for baby's health, um, ironically. And again, they pick up energy. It's not just like food. It's also our energy, our magnetic field from our heart, our brain, our touch. Again, just the awareness of that you have around your baby, their that, that hands and their feet, because their nervous systems building, again, they're very sensitive there, which is really unique. And again, you can see this when you like, tickle their feet. They like go into a bit of a spasm. But again, it's just like they're picking up your energy because, again, your hands emit a lot of light. There's a lot of nerve conduction there. Same thing with your feet. But again, they're, very sensitive to it. Sounds, noise, pollution, all these kind of things. just have to be very aware. And again, it's not about being feared about something. So, again, my girlfriend's family, they don't eat as as I would eat. They'll basically be heating things up in, like, plastic or using, like, scratch pans. And I'll be like, oh, my God. But again, like, ideally, yeah, I would be educating them, or again, I'd buy them stuff to use and and to be better. But again, I I'd, I'd basically say, yeah, I I wouldn't want my baby to be eating that way. I would actually have a conversation with the grandma and say, listen, like I, I I respect that, but again, I I'd again, I'd either give them something so so they can do something better for the whole family, or just say, listen, I I, I don't really want that, and they'd, they'd respect my wishes as well. And again, I think some people are very quiet and and shy or timid about being proactive as well or sharing things that they they don't want again that's where communication comes in but again making sure she's outside making sure she experiences things seeing different faces touching things different smells aromas in people these are very unique and again it doesn't mean she needs to see the whole world or see thousands of faces but again when you think about human evolution within a tribe yeah, there'll probably be like 30 to 80 people that the baby would have seen uh, and been passed around, maybe be looked after. I think that's really important to sort of embrace instead of just basically be like bottled up in the, in home and only seeing mum and dad and maybe the brother or, or grandma. And again, obviously that happened with COVID. And again, we don't know the consequences of that, basically. But again, you're just educating her, you're stimulating her. And again, we all know happens when you're not stimulated to become bored. And then again, you're going to be more, I don't know, disruptive. You're going to be looking for attention. You're going to cause more carnage. And again, I'm very aware that I did that when I was young and I wasn't getting attention and I thought the whole world was against me. And then again, I done some reckless things in my childhood as well. So again, it's just like learning from your mistakes, but also being aware that yeah, your baby's going to have some mistakes as well. And that's totally okay
0: again we're going to learn to them later in life as well yeah and more like what you said in the sense of stimulating them with the fundamental things like seeing people's faces absorbing the outdoors being able to touch things and smell things like you said it's not stimulating them through ipads or technology or anything along those lines Do you have any thoughts on when you would introduce technology in a very very kind of absolute way in the form of a cell phone or an ipad for example yeah no, no no way
1: I mean, likely, I'm going to be, I'm going to be very strict on that. I'd say likely, like, Oh again, I don't know the exact age, so I'm not even going to say that, but
0: again, definitely above, like, 12 years old. Gotcha. And then, obviously, if we fast forward to the people living in the center of London right now or the center of New York City who have been exposed to those things, maybe people who have had an upbringing like yourself or like myself, you know, very... Fundamental in the sense of going out and playing football in the street and having, you know, not technology from the moment we were born, but kind of having it throughout various periods of our life, adopting a phone, maybe especially for me in my teenage years as well. Where can a person like that, who's maybe still exposed to those things, start with moving in the right directions when they don't know anything about, you know, the cell phone towers that are nearby or they're heating things up in plastic, et cetera?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's some really good books and information out there to read about. So again, a good one is in, in regards to like plastics, it's death by rubber duck, which is a really good book bringing forward a case of like plastics. Uh, another one is like another book called estrogenation, which is talking about again phytoestrogens uh, or pseudo, sorry pseudoestrogens that have these a littered our environment and, and causing things such as like um, again more feminine char- uh, characteristics in, in males as an example, whether that's personality or, or physical, Begging it, that's typically looking at the influence of like fertilizers, pesticides, and all these sort of endocrine disruptors. So, that's another really good book. In terms of like EMF, again, there's a, this is like a very tricky subject. So, again, our phones are, are, are very addictive. And again, it's a bit like an alcoholic and you're telling them that beer is addictive. They're not really going to be listening to you, they're going to say, Yeah, I know. What's the point? I'm not going to give it up. I'm going to embrace it. So again, that's also the argument or conversation that you're going to have with someone when you say your phone's addictive. Again, typically, most people go to their phones when they're bored, basically. And again, the idea would be, okay, how can we replace you going to your phone? What else can we give you where you don't need your phone, where you can think about your phone less, basically? I think that should be the way forward. Instead of saying, like, the phone's dangerous, it's toxic, and yeah, sure it is. But again, what are you going to replace it with? You can't just like turn your phone off because again, you're going to be bored. You're going to be disruptive. You're going to look for attention. You need to have things in place to take that away. Again, maybe it's a baby that now takes your attention. Or again, maybe it's just having a beach on your doorstep. Or again, maybe it's now going out and have a going social with your friends and again, going to the park or again, things like that. Or again, it could be actually something like watching a football match, or again, it could be something like watching a film, which is again a bit more educational than like a a reality TV show. So again, maybe you're replacing it with something better, and maybe you are using technology, but sometimes now you can actually maybe use something like blocking glasses. Or again, you can change the brightness on the screen. Again, you can set up some things which is allows you to use technology because again, you can use technology and still be healthy. Again, you can again. Ideally, you wouldn't want to live under a cell phone tower. But again, you you can sort of mitigate it to a certain degree. Okay? Again, your gap is your your ability to, um, what's the word I'm using? So again, when you have these environmental concerns, you don't have much flexibility. You have to dial it in a little bit more. So again, maybe you can't get away with like a weekend of binge drinking and eating like Pizza Hut and Domino's. Again, maybe you can eat a pizza here and there, but again, you're going to hit, you're going to, you're going to have more effects if you're having like that cell phone tower near you, or you have your phone always on again, you can't control the cell phone tower, but you can control your own devices, which again is the more concerning matter basically. So again, that's making sure like airplane mode is used, your Wi-Fi's off all the Bluetooth devices that are off or not being used as an example you can control what's close to you you can't control a cell phone tower and again what's close to you has more of a damaging effect on your body as well and again it's always coming back down to optimal health when you have good health you're going to feel less effects of these environmental toxins okay so again your body works on like the smallest scale in life so again technically, it can handle toxins our whole evolution has handled toxins of one shape or form the deprivation of oxygen. We've been able to overcome that. So again, I would say, yeah, a little bit of EMF is not going to be the problem. It shouldn't be the death of you, basically. We should be able to be healthy, withstand that. But the problem is our health is not there to withstand that anymore. We don't have that healthy stress response anymore. We have a distress response. And that's when we get hit with things like seasonal flu or viruses, and again, it knocks people for six. When before, yeah, they would have felt crap for two days, but again, then gotten over it. That's because we've got all this baggage, all this crap, basically weighing us down, and we become sitting ducks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it is choosing your internal environment and choosing the things that are very, very close to you. Right, like you said, you can't control whether you live next to a cell phone tower, or initially maybe if you don't have that awareness, you can't control. If you're in a mold-infested environment, but you can, at the end of the day, decide about your device usage, decide what you eat, decide how you sleep, decide whether you see daylight in the morning or not, right? 100%. And again, you saw me in London, in Notting Hill Gate on Waterbella Road. Again, I was
1: outside whilst using my laptop, lightly whilst using the Wi-Fi. And and again, I measured the EMS around there. They're horrendous. But again, you still see me grounded, maybe wearing my Earthrunners, maybe having shorts on maybe my t-shirt off because they actually let me off uh they didn't let me have a t-shirt on there and again practicing what i preach so I, i'm doing the best to counteract that i'm not going to be like a wimp and, um, and be in cotton wool as such and oh this is the death of me and blah, blah, blah. no, you you really got to hit it head on basically and be proactive
0: have you got any other advice for people who are maybe not thinking about going outside in london right now in a tank top is there anything that they could easily do but Feel less resistance to doing because you're on the extreme end of the spectrum in a beautiful way. But like, I think that a lot of people will be like, okay, that's just too much for me. So, what's maybe more of a practical option for people who are, you know, living in that environment right now?
1: Yeah. So, again, it it really comes from it's like yin and yang. So, summer really helps you in the winter, and winter puts you in a good place in the summer. So, again, they're very contrast. So, again, if you're not going out in the summer, you're going to be at odds ends in the winter so again let me like know people most people are vitamin d deficient and again they're literally a not healthy to make vitamin d based on their metabolism or b they're not actually going out in the summer so again when winter comes around oh there's no sunlight but actually where did you actually have skin in the game in the summer are you actually even healthy for a whole year so again that that should be taking you over in winter And again, how our biology works, we basically have like a bit like a phone, we have battery power. This battery power comes on body fat. It comes in our connective tissue. It comes in our cell membrane. It comes in like our water, which is the most important macronutrient in the body. Again, we have stored energy there to be used. And when that light goes in in the summer, we should have the capacity to use that form of energy to help our body. So again, Typically, that's where people get unstuck when they feel cold. It's because their biology is not working correctly, because typically they can't uncouple. That's uncoupling their metabolism to create free heat. And again, this is a delicate process. There's like some hormones like leptin, vitamin A, estrogen, adrenaline, noradrenaline that are influencing this. And again, if you don't have that and thyroid hormones, if you don't have that dialed in, again, you're going to feel the effects of the cold. So again, what can you do? Again, it's it'll be, the best thing to be is like, like I said, out in the sun as much as possible in the, in the summertime. And when it's transient towards the autumn time, you need to embrace that. You need to get that temperature dropping. You need to go with that as well. Again, this is the issue as well. When people just do like ice baths, they go from like being in a warm building and then jumping into the ice bath straight away. That's That's not what I'm saying to do. And saying like you can like gradually accumulate. Again, it might be like two minutes. It might be three, five minutes going walking around the block in like your vest and your shorts. That's really cold therapy. Cold therapy is basically when your hairs stand up on your skin. You don't need to jump into an ice bath. You don't even need to do a cold shower. Again, the people that do these ice baths, they typically get wrapped up. They have central heating on afterwards. They're probably shivering for a few hours or two afterwards. Their hunger goes through the roof. That's actually counterintuitive of what cold therapy is all about, okay? It shouldn't be an extreme hormetic stress. Cold therapy for a European should actually be like low-grade cold therapy all the time to a certain degree. Again, our, our, our European background should be able to handle this. We have a whole metabolism of this. Again, the irony is we're just not healthy. Again, we eat the wrong foods at the wrong time of the year like at the wrong times of the day. And this sets us up to fail at the same time. So again, that'll be people like eating avocados and bananas in the wintertime, which again, is just for me as a nutritionist, is diabolical. Again, how can you explain that? Again, these are not bad foods and I've seen them bad. I'm saying it's like putting the wrong gas in the car or the wrong petrol in a car. It's just a big disconnection because again, you're eating a plant that's is tropical, yet you're in Well, you're you're, you're in the winter in the UK. You're in the Northern Hemisphere. There's no banana or avocados growing there. How can that make any sense? It's a big problem for your physiology, essentially. And again, on the smaller scales of how those hydrogens or even the carbon and hydrogen bonds have been like uh, woven together, essentially. And again, that's not going to help you with the cold response what's going to help you with cold response is going to be consuming things like seafood, a more carnivorous sort of diet to a certain degree instead of that extreme ends. This is how our metabolism would be diving or weaving in and out. Cause again, if you look at most dietitians or nutritionists, it's like eat balanced. And again, that's a bit of a bogus recommendation to a certain degree. And again, yeah, there's some insight. It does cover all bases nutritionally speaking. If like macronutrients and vitamins. But um, when you when you live above the tropics, your diet, your nutrition should be variant, basically. It should be replicating the conditions of what's happening outside. And again, some people are not healthy to do that, basically. For your body to run off ketones or fatty acids with little glucose is too demanding for some people. They're not healthy to do it. Again, there's a community out there online called like Paterians or Ray Peet fans. They eat, like, sh- they believe sugar is like the fuel of life. And and again, y- you should be eating orange juice and honey and sh- and like ice cream with sugar in all, all the time. And yet again, you can see issues with that because again, these people are always cold, they they're, they always need thyroid hormones. There's, again, there's a big disconnection between that, especially when you live in the UK. It's not how your grandma basically worked, uh, lived or thrived essentially. She had no problems. So, again, embracing the seasons with, like, going to the farmer's market. Again, going to the supermarket and seeing what's available from the UK. Eating, like, seafood this time of year is very important. Again, there are some modern hacks that you can do. You can use red light therapy. Um, again, you can do what Scandinavians do with saunas. So, again, there is, like, the capacity to do it. And, again, it's not going to maybe happen in one winter period. It's going to take time to build. Again, I wasn't able to do this overnight or in one year. This has taken me like, I'd say, 12 years of optimizing my body and my mind to be able to do this.
0: Yeah, exactly. And there's a myriad of options. And I think, as you mentioned earlier, it's like not getting the person in the gym to deadlift and squat when realistically, all they can do, they can barely sit down without discomfort, right? So it's about starting with where you're at. And as you mentioned, embracing the seasons for what they are. I like that point of saying, okay, well, you know, the reason why you're struggling in the winter is because you didn't even embrace the summer and you're staying indoors and you're complaining about the lack of sunlight, but you didn't even go out when it was here. So I, I like that. I think it brings it back full circle and reminds people of working with what they have rather than complaining about what they don't.
1: Yeah. Well, again, it's just like most nutritionists don't even, or people out there don't even understand, like you have an amino acids in your body, like right? One like tryptophan, which again, most people have heard of because again, it's, it goes on to make serotonin and melatonin. But again, tryptophan actually gets programmed by a light. So again, when you're outside, you have tryptophan in your skin, your eyes, and your gut. But again, when you have skin in the game, that tryptophan is actually being influenced upon light to dictate your metabolism, okay? So again, it can actually go to a ketone body or it can actually go to a gluconeogenic, so glucose pathway. Again, this is how your biology works. It's not dictated of what supermarket puts you or what the government say should be your food is dictated by the environmental stimulus with again the raw materials in your environment to dictate your metabolism as such but again it's, it's like people don't live like this so again there's some clients don't want to embrace this. some clients want to be more performance led and again that is the difference and you need to decipher that there's optimal health again living maybe a bit extreme how some people might feel this is or again there's people who want to be on like the performance end and performance is not about optimal health it can be it can be like you can put things in in it for optimal health begging performance is basically accepting that you can have a biological cost later in life for the the short term of whether it's like being on a bodybuilding contest or whether it's being like an olympian or whether it's like i don't know putting on a lot of muscle mass that has a biological cost later in life because, again, you putting on a lot of body mass as a bodybuilder, that would require you to be in the gym all the time. That would be stimulated by likely indoors with blue light. That would be eating carbohydrates all year round, potentially. Again, that's not going to be very fruitful long-term for your health where it matters. Again, you can look good, but again, what underpins that is your brain and heart later on in life your muscles, how inflated they are or big they are, doesn't really have a good effect with like how your quality of life works later on in life. Okay. Again, it's sort of a short premise. And again, there is times of your lifetime, like I'd say like teens up to like your forties, it's probably good to have muscle mass. Again, if we think about like we would be looking to be like the the apex male essentially of our tribe. Again, a bit like animals, that's what we'd wanna achieve. But again, why would that be any good later on in life when we wanna be thinking more clearly, when we don't wanna use like a diaper to go to the toilet? All, all these kind of things. Or again, when we see like modern diseases increasing, it's typically like neurodegeneration, it's cardiovascular issues. Again, it's not muscle deficiency as such. So again, it's, it's understanding like the all, all these options and choices. And again, having a conversation about it. What do you want? Do you want, again, go for this for a short period of time and then put some weave around here for a little bit? Again, it's, it's, it's like distilling all this information. Because, again, if you go to a personal trainer, it's just purely about improving your body composition. Again, that's great. Improving like your fitness. But again, what does that actually have to do with like your physiology as such? Again, it's part of the parcel, it's complementary. Sure, exercise improves your mental health, it improves your cardiovascular system. It can do some wonderful things, but again, it's not the full ticket as such. And it's a bit like counting calories or living your life based on calories, making your food choices based off calories alone, It's sort of short-sighted as such. It might have immediate benefits, but again, when you're in your 60s and 70s, are you going to be walking around Waitrose with your calentine cap and go, oh, that's too much, or, or again, like that? No, you're not, basically. You can't live your life like that as a human. Um, and again, people like Western A. Price who studied these indigenous people around the world at this moment, like I think it was like nineteen forties, they weren't counting calories yet. They had like ripped bodies. They were healthy. They didn't have PubMed. They did, they didn't have biohacking conferences. They had none of this. But again, they were connected to the environment. They were very connected to themselves. They adapted the seasons, the elements, everything basically this is where we should be heading towards but again in our modern world this is getting very very hard to achieve basically and again it is possible in the uk it's just obviously harder in the city again i'd say it's probably easier in the countryside to do and embrace these principles or again find some crazy oh yeah maybe in the city it's easier to find crazy people to sort of embrace these ideas with but again you can i'm sure you can find people in the countryside to do this as well but again You don't need to be living in Nicaragua to be healthy. Or again, you don't need to be living in the tropics. You can be healthy in the UK. And I don't think people understand that. Again, I've just made a choice to bring my life here because again, I want to bring up my child in a very natural, I'd say like decentralized way of living basically compared to like the, the UK government as such.
0: Yeah. I think a big thing I've taken away from our conversation today, a lot of it's about personal responsibility And that is just about making the best of the choices that you have at the end of the day, you might not have the beauty of choosing to go live in the countryside or in the tropics, but you can make choices based on what you have. But if you then go and outsource that responsibility or you go into a bit of a victim mentality of like, I can only live here, et cetera, et cetera, you're only gonna end up in the same position. So I think that's the big thing I want people to take away from this conversation. And Ryan, thank you so much for your time today. I truly do appreciate it. And I've got a couple of final questions. And the first is what impact do you wanna have on the world with the work that you do? Again, I just would like to stimulate people
1: To think and question things. And again, like I said, start to become a bit like their own doctor, essentially, wake people up. Uh, but again, not saying like you're doing things wrong, this is the right way. Again, I'm not saying my way is the only way to do things. Or well, again, it's 100% accurate. Again, this is just wisdom. And again, it's just stimulating people. That's the overall goal, essentially.
0: I like it. And where's the best place for people to find you if they want to keep up with the work that you're doing?
1: I say on X, which is again, Twitter. That's Levite UK and Instagram or my newsletter, which again, you can sign up on that levite.com,
0: my website. So the thing to do is pick up your phone just to go and see Ryan's well, social media and his email and then <laughs> put it back down.
1: <laughs> well, again, that, that's, that's the irony because again, it's, it's not that technology is bad and you can't use it. It's about knowing and being empowered and educated how to use it, basically. Because again, it's so important of our modern life even with like decentral tool, decentralized tools like Bitcoin, again, you have to use technology to use it. So, again, removing technology is not the answer of how life is going. It's about embracing ways of, of mitigating the effects and being empowered of how to use it, essentially.
0: I think that's a perfect note to end, Sean. Thank you so much for your time today, Ryan. I truly appreciate it, man. No problem, man. Thank you. And that was the Simply Fit podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and being.